That shows their character. You lose six in a row. You lose five straight when they first bring in James Harden. This team did not fold. They did not give in. They continued to do the work. They continued to have confidence in themselves turning this thing around, and now they have. And Coach Lou has been saying all along, he likes what he has with this team. He can see that they can be special, and they have been. They've won 16 of 21. Speaking of big-time winners, we got Chuck Mockler on from Clips and Dip. Second or third straight show. Oh, Big Will is okay. We love him. We had a great pod on the YouTube the other day. We all thought the Clippers could get the victory tonight. Chuck, they did. What were you most impressed by with this performance from the Clippers? Man, I, I think the most impressive thing kind of goes to what you were just saying was the not folding part, right? Um, this game could have, again, gotten out of hand um, after the Clippers were up by double digits, but they, they locked in when they really had to, which was great to see. I think from an individual standpoint, um, you know, the shooting wasn't there. It was there really early for him, and then it tapered off, but he played 43 minutes and had 13 assists. Um, James Harden was great in this one. He surged when the Clippers needed him to offensively. Obviously, you wish the shooting was a little bit better, but he he ran everything. He was the engine. He was the system. It was great to see uh, Harden do his thing tonight. He just looked like he was completely in control of the game, especially in the first half, in that third quarter as well. And things started to go sideways when he was out of the ball game in the fourth. They brought him back in and he was kind of that calming force for them. I also feel like Paul George tonight with an underrated special performance. When you start one for 11, (laughs) you could pack it in and say, it's just not my night, don't give me the basketball, defer to others who may have it going. Nah, he hit the biggest shot, I thought, out of that timeout when it was just an eight-point game in the fourth, and after starting one for 11, he went seven for his next 10. That was great to see from Paul George. Yeah, I think we can call it a spectacular second half from Paul George. Maybe not an entire game, uh, but the second half from PG was phenomenal. That third quarter was just absurd. Um, he was 5 of 8 in that one. He was hitting at every level. But, yeah, and that's what, hey, Paul George wasn't the superstar we needed in the first half, but he was the superstar we needed in the second half. He also got to the free throw line tonight. He had six free throw attempts tonight which is uh, he had zero in the last two games. So it's really nice to see him getting some love. That, that definitely helped out his scoring line, too. So him getting to the line and being aggressive um, paid off for the Clippers, which is something we, we do kind of want to see more of. But hats off from the second, uh, for the second half from Paul George. A great point by you. I failed to bring that up. He got to the free throw line early on. It was Well, it was late in the first quarter, but... It at least happened early on in the ball game after he missed his first shot, made his second, then would miss 10 straight before going seven for (laughs) his next 10. But, yeah, getting to the free throw line, key for him, and he was just more intent on being aggressive out there. You could see it. When they're going up against a team that was the best in the league when it came to stopping teams from getting into the paint and scoring there, and the Clippers ended up with 54 points in the paint. Uh, I thought Avicii Zubats obviously played a big role there. Seven of eight, fifteen points, twenty boards, second most in a ball game for him. Six offensive rebounds. He just dominated the interior of the Memphis Grizzlies, and that's saying something. Yeah, he himself had twice as many offensive rebounds as the entire Grizzlies team did, um, which is 
incredible, and the Clippers really needed it. The Grizzlies are a pretty bad rebounding team. It's really odd. We talked about it on the podcast. They don't get very many. Um, so we wanted to see Zubats assert himself, and he did. He had a really great block late, too. I think it was on jaw, um, but it was a floater or something like that, and he got up and really you know, made sure that that was not going to uh, alter the game in any way. So he was great. You know, It was Croatian night at the at crypto, so you thought Zoo might be a little excited um, and hyped up to play for this one, but he's had a pretty incredible run over these last 10 games or so. If you go look at his stats, it's close to a double-double. I think he's had a double-double basically every other game in the last 20 games or so. So he's playing some of the best basketball of his career. Probably should have made him my player to watch on Croatian Heritage Night. I did go with Terrence Mann <laughs> instead. He did have 11 points. There was some progress. There were some flashes there. That third quarter transition bucket that made Memphis have to call a timeout. You saw some confidence there, but still 0 of 6 from distance. I was watching him closely in the pregame uh, warm-ups, and Terrence Mann was knocking down three-pointers all over the place. It's almost like Charles Barkley, I don't know if people know this about him, but at the driving range, he doesn't have that hitch in his swing. It's all mental. And he gets out there on the course, and for some reason he gets the yips there. Terrence Mann right now is going through that some of that stuff. But maybe a little bit of progress tonight, Chuck? What do you think? Yeah, we saw some good from Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann and Amir Coffey, who I'm sure we'll probably talk about next, he was phenomenal offensively. Um, but they they showed up early tonight. Uh, last game was kind of underwhelming from those two, especially with Kawhi out. I don't think you know we got as much as we wanted to really get, especially offensively from those two guys. But Terrence ran the break well on this one. He had... The assist he had, you know, it was only two of them, but they were nice. Like, he, he got every stat you really wanted him to get. So, he was plus 10. Like, this was some progress. This, obviously not from a shooting standpoint, but from a mentality standpoint, this might make the game easier for him because right now it looks like he's making it a little harder uh, on himself. I ain't going to Amir yet. I'm going to Kobe Brown, your guy. He hit a three in the first <laughs> quarter off a nice feed from Russ. He had a nice defensive play and then grabbed the board in the first. Then he had the layup to end the first quarter. A big rebound to start the second. Played some good defense on jaw. It didn't matter. He made the shot. But <laughs> then Russ found him for a dunk. Kobe Brown is slowly coming along here. You can see just he's getting up to speed with the NBA game. Yes, the size is there. The speed is what. Uh, you know, kind of was one of his bigger knocks when he was coming out of college. So, yeah, watching that first three fall, it was great. Really thought the second one was going in. You know, the, he had the line, which you love to see. But this is what he's going to have to do if he wants to get more time, which is going to be difficult, right? Um, seven and four in 15 minutes is, is kind of hard to do if you're in Kobe Brown's position. So you love to see it. Um, I, I hope his next performance is as good as this one. Okay, Amir Coffey had eight of his 13 points in that third quarter, five of six from the floor, three of four from the outside. He's not lacking any confidence. Terrence Mann assisted him on one of those threes, and he assisted Terrence Mann on a bucket in transition where I felt like Amir Coffey could have taken it himself. I love the selflessness there, just knowing, hey, we got to get Terrence Mann going here. Maybe he gets a bucket to go through. He'll be feeling good about himself. Amir just plays the right way, always has. Yeah, he's been a great Clipper. Um, he's a guy who, if, you know, Clippers, <laughs> and we all remember that one January and all that good stuff, but every, every, ever since he's been on the Clippers, he's been up and down, you know, in the rotation, out of the rotation. The story of his career is a clip, but for the most part, he's been great in the pinch. Again, like I said, a great bounce-back game um, 
tonight. I think we're probably going to end up seeing him on Monday, um, you know, in the starting lineup again. So he, he needs to continue to keep playing like this because this really also helps his playoff, um, you know, position well on this Clippers roster. But wait, I predicted Kawhi Leonard would be the player of the game on Monday back on <laughs> Wednesday or Thursday, whatever you did that last podcast. What is your new level of concern regarding Kawhi and that hip injury, Chuck? Um, I guess my level of concern is now that we have the new information, right, that it apparently ha- you know it was a re-aggravation is what happened in the Mavs game from something that happened earlier, um, you know, before I think he dropped that 41 or whatever it was. So that piece of information makes me a little bit more concerned. Um, you know, I, I understand how fans are frustrated with the way that the information is being put out there, which can be difficult sometimes. Um, but, you know, if this organization and this player, I don't really know what a lot of us were expecting. Um, I hope he goes on the trip to Phoenix. That's really what I'm going to be looking for. Um, Clippers play the Heat on Monday and then travel to Phoenix and New Orleans. So that's really what I'm aiming for. I just hope he goes on that trip. And I understand the frustration, too, with just wanting full transparency. But no team does that. I'm, I'm thinking about the Lakers with AD and <laughs> right. LeBron. They've been questionable for like two weeks, and they keep playing out there, or they miss a game. It's, it's just what it is, competitive advantage, whatever you want to say. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is guarded about his health, and I'm okay with that <laughs> because I want this guy right and the way he was playing, we got to get him back to being 100% because he looked like the best player in the world for 11 games where he shot 62% from the floor, 42% or 52%. <laughs> Don't want to short him 10% there from distance. He is Chuck Mockler at Chuck Mockler on Twitter, C&D Podcast. You can find that at Clippers Pod and at Clippers Podcast on YouTube. Chuck, thanks for coming on tonight here on Clippers Talk for a little clips and double dip. Hey, thanks for having me, and here's to the Clippers starting 2024 the way they ended 2023.